Hi, this is Megan Cloherty, investigative reporter for WTOP News. If you like top news from WTOP, we think you'll love our new podcast called the DMV Download, where we take a more in-depth look at the biggest local stories of the day happening in our area. We hope you check it out. Getting ready for the remnants of Ian. I'm Nick Ainelli. Also on WTLP this morning. New developments when it comes to the court challenge of the early counting of mail-in ballots in Maryland. I'm Mike Marillo. A video full of racial slurs prompts a strong response from a local school district. I'm Michelle Bash. After a down day Thursday on Wall Street, Asian stocks tanking this morning. It's 2 o'clock. This is CBS News on the Hour, sponsored by Rocket Mortgage. I'm Tom Foti in Washington. The Carolinas are getting ready. Floridians just try to do the best they can after the damage caused there by Hurricane Ian. I've been waiting for about two and a half hours, almost three hours in line for gas. She's got lots of company. Also, many Floridians remain without power, still close to two million customers. Governor Ron DeSantis called the damage on some of the barrier islands biblical. And it washed away roads. It washed away structures that were not uh, new and, and could withstand that. On Sanibel Island, the only road on and off the island collapsed. Coast Guard search teams flew missions looking for people in distress. Correspondent Chris Van Cleve, Ian's next landfall is expected to be on the coast of South Carolina. Governor Henry McMaster. Be prepared, but people be careful. Be careful, be smart. Don't be a statistic and we'll, we'll do just fine. North Carolina and Virginia are also projected to feel Ian as it makes its way north by northwest. It is about midday in Russia as the world awaits something it mostly does not recognize. Vladimir Putin announcing the annexation of parts of Ukraine now under Russian control following voting there orchestrated from the Kremlin. The president made his first comments on the forced voting in eastern Ukraine at the State Department as he opened a U.S. Pacific Island summit. This so-called referendum was a sham, an absolute sham. He said the results were manufactured in Moscow. The United States will never never, never recognize Russia's claims on Ukraine sovereign territory. Stephen Portnoy, CBS News, Washington. Also related to Russia, a spy case in Maryland. In this newly unsealed criminal indictment in Baltimore, a Maryland anesthesiologist and her husband, a U.S. Army major, are accused of trying to sell private medical information they had access to, including the information belonging to U.S. Army veterans, to Russia shortly after the war in Ukraine began. But the person they believed to be a Russian operative was actually an undercover federal agent. Correspondent Scott McFarland Police in Kabul, the capital of Afghanistan, report at least 19 killed, nearly 30 hurt in a suicide bombing at an education center in a Shiite neighborhood. Ginny Thomas, the wife of Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas, has spoken to investigators from the House January 6th committee. The committee wanted to ask the conservative activists about her communications with former White House Chief of Staff Mark Meadows and a lawyer who drafted plans for keeping then-President Trump in office after he lost the election. Thomas said she wanted to clear up any misconceptions. CBS Evening News anchor Nora O'Donnell. And speaking of the High Court, Justice Katanji Brown-Jackson will be making her first appearance on the Supreme Court bench Friday in a brief ceremony three days ahead of the start of the new term. This is CBS News. This hour's newscast is presented by Rocket Mortgage. Need to know what it takes for a home loan to fit your budget and your family? Rocket can. Hi, I'm Capri, and a little thing I love about the Chick-fil-A Girl Spicy Deluxe is the chicken. They actually put it on the grill, cooked it in the sauce. It's definitely a good grilled spicy sandwich. Hey, I'm Michelle, and a little thing I love about the Chick-fil-A Grilled Spicy Deluxe is it's spicy and it's full of flavor. When you pair that with the kale crunch salad, it's just good. 
Order a grilled spicy deluxe sandwich on the Chick-fil-A app today. Available for a limited time. Real guests paid for their testimonials. WTOP at 2.03. Good Friday morning, last day of this month, September 30th, 2022. Mostly cloudy, mild, overnight, early morning, comfortable. Those in the 40s and 50s by daybreak. We're at 57 at our nation's capital right now. Good morning to you. I'm Dean Lane. Thanks for taking us along for your early Friday morning ride. Topping the stories we're following for you this morning. We begin with the latest on Hurricane Ian. Regaining some strength after exiting Florida, taking aim now at South Carolina. The National Hurricane Center says this morning the storm spent only a few hours as a weekend tropical storm over Florida before it spun up into a Cat 1 hurricane in the Atlantic Ocean. Now at last check with winds at 85 miles an hour. Rescue crews are wading through water and using boats to rescue Florida residents stranded in the wake of Hurricane Ian. Governor Ron DeSantis says there has been 700 confirmed rescues at least in Florida, with likely more to come with all that devastation we see. President Joe Biden, for his part, says the hurricane may be responsible for substantial loss of life and could end up being the deadliest storm in Florida history. Meantime, storm prep is underway across Virginia locally as state officials get ready to deal with the remnants of Ian over our coming weekend. We're planning for rainfall projections anywhere from about two to six plus inches. Parts of Virginia could see severe weather, including persistent flooding as Ian moves this way. Rain and tidal flooding expected to last through the weekend and into next week. With the southern, central, and really the eastern portions of our state, kind of that east of Richmond area projected to receive our highest amounts. Lauren Opet with the Virginia Department of Emergency Management. Even with the storm exits, these higher than normal tides could actually continue until Tuesday. Governor Glenn Youngkin declared a state of emergency. Nick Ainelli, WTOP News. WTOP at 2.05. Turning the page on WTOP. Campaign 2022 continues on WTOP this Friday morning. The last-minute challenge to put the brakes on the early counting has been denied by an appeals court in Maryland this week. Republican gubernatorial candidate Dan Cox is challenging a Montgomery County Circuit Court judge's decision to allow for the counting of mail-in ballots before the general election. Cox believes the General Assembly and governor should make that call, not the courts. He urged the Maryland Court of Special Appeals to pause the early counting as the challenge continues, but the court denied that order, which means counting of mail-in ballots could begin this weekend. Ed Hartman, an attorney for Cox, says while the court did deny his stay order, it did ask for a response to a filing from the Attorney General's office by today, so Hartman says he's not certain how this will play out. Mike Marillo, WTOP News. Meantime, in a video posted to social media, a Frederick County, Maryland high school student was seen spewing hate speech against black people, and school leaders are responding. The student attends Governor Thomas Johnson High School in Frederick, and WTOP has confirmed he was a JV football player who's no longer on the team. In a letter to parents, Principal Tracy Kibler says the student is facing school discipline as well as criminal charges. Kibler calls the student's speech unacceptable, adding, We are a collective student body that includes cultures and ethnicities from 62 nations around the globe. Our diversity is the fabric of our strength. In a separate message, the superintendent and school board president urge anyone who sees or experiences discrimination, harassment, or intimidation to report it. Michelle Bash, WTOP News. Meantime, members of the Frederick County School Board are discussing the proposed policy on the issue of racism. 
The four-page document covers such matters as hiring, training, and data collection, as well as the curriculum urging board members to engage in candid, action-oriented discussions about race and inequality in the school system. Volunteers on the board's Racial Equity Committee initially wrote this policy, but it's since been reworked by the board's policy committee. Final vote could happen by year's end. It's 207 on WTOP. We know you're listening to WTOP for the latest news, traffic, and weather on your commute. But what about when you're at home? Listening to WTOP on your smart speaker is easy. Just say, Alexa, open WTOP. Or, okay, Google, play WTOP. 24-7, 365. Never miss a moment of today's top news at home on your smart speaker. WTOP, Washington's top news. Thank the Lord for the night with WTOP, Traffic in the D.C. region is constantly changing. If you spot a major incident that we're not already reporting, call the WTOP Traffic Center at 866-304-WTOP. That's 866-304-WTOP. It's Friday, September 30th. Glad you're with us this early morning at WTOP. Time now is 2.08. Slow or clogged drains? Call Michael and Son and get $100 off at train cleaning today. Traffic and weather on the 8s and when it breaks. Good morning to Rich Hunter with us in the WTOP Traffic Center. Hey, good morning, Dean. Over on the Bay Bridge, wind warnings remain in effect, but again, no vehicle restrictions. You've got three lanes available for westbound travelers headed back toward Annapolis, two for folks headed toward the shore. But again, the heads up about the paving project on 50 westbound, leaving Sandy Point State Park headed toward Cape St. Clair Road. Single file left gets you by this morning. The good news is volume is light, so delays are brief. Once you clear that, nothing else in your way getting to the Beltway and Lanham. Still in good shape along I-95 in the Baltimore-Washington Parkway. No early issues along 270 South. Headed south from Frederick down to both loops of the Beltway. They've been working out on westbound Maryland 200 just west of I-95. Single right lane through the work beyond that. You're in great shape all the way over toward 370 in Montgomery County. 301 southbound between Roserick Road and Port Tobacco Road down on the Plata. Single left lane past the construction. And again, heads up for the work going on near the nice Middleton Bridge. But again, no big delay there as a result this morning. 95 South in Virginia, still waiting to see if they'll stop traffic again in the work zone between Route 630 Stafford and the exit for Centerport Parkway. For now, you can buy the work zone single file to the left, but there is a slowdown there, so please be careful approaching Southbound 95 South of Courthouse Road. Can't find the new car you're looking for? Try Fitzway used car. Next to a new car, a Fitzway car is best. Visit Fitzmall.com for a good car and a safe car you can trust. That's the Fitzway. Rich Hunter, WTOP Traffic. Tracking the latest on Hurricane Ian, making its way our way on our Friday afternoon with rain, and that's really going to be it. Rain, a little bit of wind, and much cooler temperatures for your Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, and even Tuesday. Get those umbrellas and jackets ready. You're going to need them. I'm Storm Team 4, Chief Meteorologist Doug Cameron. Right now, we're at 52 degrees in Upper Marlboro, 54 in Centerville, 50, Fredericksburg, Virginia, 58, Hyattsville, 61 this morning in Eastern Maryland. We're at 57 and holding in our nation's capital, 2 a.m. hour, Friday morning, September 30th, last day of this month. Welcome in to WTOP. This check brought to you by Long Fence. Save 15% on Long Fence decks, pavers, and fences. Go to longfence.com today and schedule your free in-home estimate. The invasion of Ukraine. Live updates 24-7, 365. Washington's top news, 103.5 FM and WTOP.com. The latest in just moments on WTOP. I knew I had a problem, but I didn't know what to do about it. I tried counting calories. I took pills. Eating and eating and then more eating. I really wanted to stop, but... Nothing could make me stop. At one point, it was so bad that 
I just felt like giving up. I felt so alone. Like nobody else could possibly understand. We understand. We're Overeaters Anonymous, and we have helped thousands of people just like you. People who want to stop their compulsive eating and start living a healthy, rewarding life. Overeaters Anonymous, help me get my life back. Now I eat in a way that's healthy and good for me. I never realized what I was missing out on. With OA, I am living again and loving it. Start living the life you deserve with help from Overeaters Anonymous. Find us on the web at OA.org. Dean Lane on WTOP. This is WTOP News. Now to the war between Ukraine and Russia. Russia will formally annex four regions of Ukraine that its troops occupy at a grand ceremony in Moscow planned for today, this Friday. But Ukraine and the international community overall are not accepting the results here. This morning, WTOP National Security Correspondent J.J. Green with more on Russia's claims and its missteps here. The Russian government is moving ahead with this ceremony and claims that it will use nuclear weapons to protect its so-called ownership of these territories. But the threats from Russian officials have not deterred a sweeping Ukrainian counteroffensive that's continuing to push back Russian troops in the east. And it's edging ever closer in the Donetsk region to the city of Lyman. That's Moscow's central force or central base for forces. They've been battering it for a while, trying to fully capture that area. Ukraine cannot and will not tolerate any attempts by Russia to seize any part of our land. That's a statement from Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky. The four territories, Kherson, Zaporizhia in the south, Donetsk and Luhansk in the east, they create a crucial land corridor between Russia and the Crimean Peninsula. So this is crucial for Russia. It's even more crucial for Ukraine, and Ukraine at this point says they will not stop fighting to take that territory back. JJ, uh, we're learning that there are more leaks to the Nord Stream pipeline popping up, and of course that is one of the major natural gas pipelines in Europe. Sabotage is believed to be behind it, and we see some mounting evidence that maybe Russia's behind all this. What have you learned? Earlier this month, a commercial popped up on pro-Kremlin social media sites. This was around the 4th or the 5th of September. Song lyrics in this commercial said, winter will be big, only twilight and snow. In this commercial, a man wearing the uniform of Gazprom, which is Russia's national gas company, shut off the gas supply, and a pressure gauge is seen falling to zero. The footage also includes scenes showing the Nord Stream 2 pipeline. Talking with a couple of sources from Eastern Europe and certainly some research individuals who have been involved in research from that region, they believe this was connected to the Russian government and it was a part of a propaganda operation the fourth Nord Stream pipeline leak popped up. There's been sightings of Russian vessels in the areas near these pipelines for several weeks now. So the evidence is growing, at least the belief is growing, that Russia planned this, that they are actually carrying out these attacks on these pipelines, and the whole objective is to try to make the rest of Europe suffer during the course of the winter. With the latest in the war between Ukraine and Russia, WTOP national security correspondent J.J. Green talking with Sean and Hillary. You are listening to 103.5 FM and WTOP.com. Sports at 15 and 45 powered by Red River. Technology decisions aren't black and white. 
Think Red. Good Friday morning, 30th of September, last day of this month. 2.15, sports time indeed. And Rob's turn once again this early Friday morning. Thursday night football quickly became a referendum on the NFL's concussion protocols. The lasting image of the Bengals' 27-15 win over the Dolphins is Miami's Tua Tungavailoa laid on the turf in the fencing response following head and neck injuries that sent him to the hospital just four days after being tested for a concussion in the win over the Bills, prompting the players' union to request an investigation. Tua was conscious. He had movement in all his extremities. Respectfully moving back home, the Washington Commanders look likely to go into Dallas quite thin on the offensive line with Wes Schweitzer still sidelined at Thursday practice by a concussion and Charles Leno still limited. So Jack Del Rio's defense will need to step up. We got turnovers in bunches throughout the offseason. I'm surprised we haven't got them going yet, but they come and we'll get ours. Washington has one takeaway, lowest in the league, and their minus four turnover ratio is second worst. We discuss that on the D.C. Sports Huddle on WTOP.com or wherever you get your podcasts. And Dave Johnson said this about the Wizards ahead of their preseason opener in Japan. The Memphis Grizzlies, look at their story last year. They had an incredible player like John Moran. But it's about the chemistry coming together around them. And Bradley Beal could average 30 points. He's an elite player. So as I'm watching Kristaps Porzingis make corner threes and Kyle Kuzma do what he does, this team has talent. They'll face the Warriors at 6 a.m. our time. The Nationals will host a Friday day-night doubleheader against the Phillies after moving Saturday night's game to a 1 p.m. Friday start due to the remnants of Hurricane Ian expected to hit this area. Rob Woodfork, WTOP Sports. All right, thanks, Rob. A Friday morning, September 30th at 2.16 in the morning on WTOP. Among the top stories we're following on TOP this morning, Ian is a hurricane again this morning. Cat 1 with sustained winds now of at least 85 miles an hour. The deadly storm expected to hit the South Carolina coast around noon today. This Friday, September 30th, but dangerous flooding expected along with storm surges and strong winds. Congress moving quickly now, as you might imagine, to avoid a government shutdown. The Senate has passed a short-term spending bill this week that would finance federal agencies into mid-December. This legislation also provides money to low-income families for winter heating and money for Ukraine. It now heads to the House. And a Rockville couple is accused of trying to sell protected and personal health information involving U.S. military members to Russia. But they were caught by an undercover FBI agent doing so. They could face decades behind bars. Stay with WTOP for more on these developing stories in just minutes. For the time now, Friday morning is 2.17. In a new civil lawsuit, U.S. Park Police are now accused of using excessive force when officers arrested a man in Rock Creek Park over the summer. They tased me in, the, in my spine and they tased me in the back of the leg. And then I turn around and then they tase me again. Jonathan McKenney is talking about his arrest in July at the MacArthur Boulevard entrance of Battery Kimball Park, where he says he refused to engage with a man in shorts and a T-shirt who turned out to be a police officer. I just simply respond, you know, don't talk to me. Continuing to walk home, McKinney says U.S. Park police officers in a squad car jumped out and grabbed him. His phone went flying into the middle of the road. He went after it, and they began chasing him, and he ran. Caught, arrested, held overnight, and released with no charges. McKinney says at no point was he told why he was detained. His attorney is suing the officers. Christy King, WTOP News. WTOP has reached out to Park Police. We're waiting for a response. Stay tuned. Friday morning, September 30th, 2.18 in the morning on WTOP. Traffic and weather on the 8s. When it breaks, Rich Hunter's with us in the WTOP Traffic Center. All right, traveling eastbound on 66 as you head east of uh, or east toward 234 Sudley Road, single left lane past the works, and then between 29 and 28 in Centerville, also down to a single left lane. The exit to 29 uh, closed there, so no access to that. Uh, as far as we know, the exit to go north on 28 toward Dulles is open at this point. 
Now, eastbound 66, as you approach the split at Route 50 Fairfax, just a single right lane close, so you get by to the left in that split. There's also a crash that occurred right near the split. believe it is out of the roadway, at least behind the work barrel, so traffic is able to get by, but be extra careful there as a result. A little further east as you approach Nutley Street, also as single right lane blocked. Then the exit to the inner loop of the Beltway, exit 64B, is closed by the work zone. Westbound, as you approach and pass over the Beltway headed toward Nutley Street, you're down to a single lane to left through that work zone. And again, if you're coming off the outer loop of the Beltway, you're down to a single right lane on the ramp. And again, you have to merge into through traffic with no merge area. Please be careful doing so. In Maryland, outer loop, as you cross over Branch Avenue, the emergency work remains along the right side. Uh, just about done cleaning up the crash on the Antelope before the exit for Joint Base Andrews. And there you were squeezing by to left at one point, but now only a single right lane closed. So three lanes to left now get you by the cleanup. Rich Hunter, WTOP Traffic. Tracking the latest on Hurricane Ian, making its way our way on our Friday afternoon with rain, and that's really going to be it. Rain, a little bit of wind, and much cooler temperatures for your Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. And even Tuesday, get those umbrellas and jackets ready. You're going to need them. I'm Storm Team 4, Chief Meteorologist Doug Cameron. We're at 51 in Gaithersburg, 58 in Arlington, 52 in Lanham, 2 AMR, Friday, September 30th. We are at 57 in Holding at our nation's capital this early morning. This check brought to you by New Look Home Design. The roofing experts call 1-800-279-5300. That's 1-800-279-5300. NewLookHomeDesign.com. Check them out. It's 220. Good morning. We know you're listening to WTOP for the latest news, traffic, and weather on your commute. But what about when you're at home? Listening to WTOP on your smart speaker is easy. Just say, Alexa, open WTOP. Or, okay, Google, play WTOP. 24-7, 365. Never miss a moment of today's top news at home on your smart speaker. WTOP, Washington's top news. You're listening to WTOP News. It's 221 Friday morning. Glad you're with us. As Ian strengthens again this overnight early morning over the Atlantic, heading toward the East Coast, Florida is reeling from catastrophic flooding and damage this week. Millions are still, of course, without power. Some areas are covered with water, and many people no longer have homes. The rain has left the worst damage. We've checked that out. I'm out here in Orlando, not far from Kissimmee, and right across the street from where I'm standing, the lake has come up about two feet. Now, parts of central Florida, including the downtown area, have been hit hard with torrential rain. A traffic light pole was knocked down. Wind speeds in Orange County were up to 90 miles per hour. An hour west of here in Tampa, about a half million people are without power. Ian just ripped through the area, but Tampa was spared from the worst of it. Over in Fort Myers, about three hours away, you can only see the roofs of some houses. We're talking about catastrophic, life-threatening water levels. So we are not in the all-clear yet. The wind and rain is still coming down, but we're hoping things calm down later on today, which would allow rescue crews to really survey the damage. In Central Florida, Melissa Howell, WTOP News. January 6th committee to postpone a hearing it had to do this week originally set for Wednesday as the nation's attention turned to the devastation and the effects of Hurricane Ian in Florida this week. This morning, Washington Post live anchor Leanne Caldwell says the hearing was put off for safety reasons, but it was also pushed back, she says, because during the height of the hurricane news coverage, hardly anybody would have likely watched the hearing. Of course, one member of the committee, Stephanie Murphy, is from Florida. She is at home. She's dealing with this hurricane. Not on the Gulf Coast. She doesn't represent the Gulf Coast. But the cable networks are wall-to-wall -wall coverage of the hurricane. And the 
final January 6th select committee hearing would have gotten absolutely zero coverage. It wouldn't have made it into the nightly newscast and it wouldn't have probably even made it to the front page of newspapers like the Washington Post, which is also in hurricane coverage. So this was, of course, an important decision to ensure that members are able to deal with their constituents. But it was also a logistical decision, too, and an optics decision. California Congressman Adam Schiff, a prominent member of the committee, did say recently the next hearing would tell the story about a key element of Donald Trump's plot to overturn the election. That is just the kind of hook that leaves us all wondering what in the heck are they going to talk about? Do you have any idea from your sources, from your digging into this, what we may learn? We haven't gotten a lot of detail yet on what this hearing is actually going to be about. The committee has been very tight-lipped and in fact, the committee just finalized that this hearing was going to happen. What we do know is that there's going to be clips of a documentary that includes Roger Stone calling on violence on January 6th, but the committee has promised new information. They've promised new revelations, but they also have a very high bar to meet considering their first hearings actually did divulge a lot of information. But the question is, is there a smoking gun? And I'm not sure if they're there yet. Washington Post live anchor Leanne Caldwell, the co-author of the early 202 on Skype with our Dimitri Sotos. You are listening to 103.5 FM at WTOP.com. We know you're listening to WTOP for the latest news, traffic, and weather on your commute. But what about when you're at home? Listening to WTOP on your smart speaker is easy. Just say, Alexa, open WTOP. Or, okay, Google, play WTOP. 24-7, 365. Never miss a moment of today's top news at home on your smart speaker. WTOP, Washington's top news. It's Friday, September 30th, last day of this month. Welcome into WTOP at 225 in the morning. Money News, we bring you at 25 and 55, a preview of your business day this Friday on TOP. This is a Bloomberg Money Minute. Love doesn't come cheap, especially in these inflationary times. A lending tree survey finds one in five people who date say they're going out less because it costs too much. Nearly a quarter of millennials surveyed say they've gone into debt because of the high cost of dating. Amazon is closing most of its U.S. call centers and shifting hundreds of employees to remote work. Sources say call centers in Arizona, Kentucky, and Washington State are on the chopping block. Only one in Texas or West Virginia will likely remain open. Separately, Amazon is raising pay for hourly workers. The average starting pay for most frontline warehouse workers and drivers will now top $19 an hour. Eateries at San Francisco International Airport are reopening after workers ended a three-day strike. Their union says they returned to work after winning higher pay and better health care benefits. From the Bloomberg Newsroom, I'm Larry Kofsky on WTOP. As you go about your daily life, look closer. As you gather with family and friends, look closer. Right in your community, there are youth who don't have the home, warmth, and healing you have. So, look closer. Every year across America, a staggering 4.2 million youth are homeless or trafficked. Covenant House is the national leader providing safe housing for youth 50 years strong. Tonight, 2,000 young people will sleep safely in a Covenant House bed. And tomorrow, they will wake up surrounded by love. Every youth who walks into Covenant House gets clean clothes, hot meals, medical care, and a safe place to sleep 24 hours a day, seven days a day.